Darkness had fallen. Mabel had seen the children to their beds, had checked the door and the fires, and was reluctantly going to the bedchamber herself when she heard the gentle tapping. Who's there? she called as she stood with her candle in one hand and the other on the heavy wooden beam that secured the outer door at night. Her heartbeat was racing as a hundred and one possibilities ran through her mind. But Caleb came wagging his tail and whining, and she thought he would surely have barked had he scented a stranger. It's me. At her husband's hushed voice, Mabel put down the candle and pulled up the beam, cursing it as it squealed against the door and she heard Amelia cough in the bedchamber. Opening the door just wide enough for William to slip through, she watched as he quickly secured it behind him. He was breathing hard, and when she raised the candle she could see his face looked ashen. What has happened? she asked, half worried and half angry that he had not listened to her advice and had gone off with Adam Bannister. William hesitated, his eyes flickering over hers yet not able to meet her gaze. Mabel knew that it was something he didn't want to tell her. Well? she asked again. Some of Adam's men got out of control. They have killed Henry Berry, he admitted, and as he looked down at his hands, Mabel saw they were stained with what looked like blood. Dear God! she exclaimed. I knew no good would come of this. Were you involved? Of course not! He looked down at his hands again. Adam and I arrived after it happened. We moved the body inside. I must wash them, he said, reaching for the candle. Mabel followed him into the kitchen where he poured a basin of water from the large stone pitcher on the floor and plunged his hands into the cold water, rubbing them together as if he could wash away not only the blood but the memory of what had happened. The men are volatile, he began trying to explain to her. It isn't just the hunger. They've all spent so long fighting the Scots that they miss the excitement. They've become inured to death. And you, William, what about you? Does a man's life mean nothing to you either? Of course it does, he snapped back angrily. It is the loss of men's lives that has driven me to this. Of course I regret this murder, but I wasn't about to stand there and wait for the sheriff's men to come and find me with blood on my hands. He reached past her for a cloth and dried his fingers carefully as she watched him. The candle flickered between them on the kitchen table in a sudden draught. What will you do? she asked. Lay low for a while. Keep quiet. He paused and then looked at her steadily. You will say that I was here. You would have me lie for you. Would you prefer to see me hanged? He demanded, bundling the cloth into a ball and throwing it to the floor with force. No, she replied. I will say that you were here all day and all night, and I dare say the wives of the men who went with you will say the same. She paused. You say it was Bannister's men? Yes. It was no one from Hay. He reassured her. Mabel shook her head. It is a mess. 
I wish you had not involved yourself with this, William. Promise me that you will keep away from Adam Bannister in the future. He stayed silent, and she followed his gaze to his hand, and noticed the raw cut across his palm. I cannot promise that, Mab, he said. I swore an oath. Without answering, she picked up the candle and went to the bedchamber, leaving him alone in the dark. A while later she heard him come in, but when he lay down beside her she kept still and didn't speak. She was too angry to trust herself to say anything more to him. The next day, Mabel was still angry with William. She thought that he should...